0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast. A podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite best supporting actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov and why don't you try these on in your size. (laughs) (laughs) And my name is Colin Drucker and I don't
1: mean to criticize but you have no sense for noodles.
0: Yes! Oh my god. (laughs) I mean one of like infinite number of quotes in this movie. I am floored for this episode. I texted you earlier. I I'm I'm stoked. Ex- I'm like thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be. Here. Of course, thank
1: you for showing. <laughs> yeah, I uh we're having noodles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. I mean, and a bevy of quotes, a bevy of ladies, some familiar faces that we've talked about on this podcast before. I, and uh, just there's yeah, there is so much We, of course, are here to talk about the BSAs of the First Wives Club, which was a recommendation from our bsa Treon, a longtime listener, friend of many pods of ours, Vanessa, who uh, we put out the, hey, any suggestions? And she suggested this. And I I had seen this, uh, I guess, a couple years ago for All Right, Mary, we did an episode. And... It had still been a long enough while ago that I couldn't remember everything, but I thought, oh yeah. Oh yes. And then I hit play and I saw the cast popping up in the opening credits, and I was like, oh yep. my God. So all that to say, Vanessa, thank you. We this is all uh you know, this buds for you, girl.
0: Absolutely. I feel that in many ways that it's not that I haven't thought of this movie before either, too. You know, in, like, the two years we've been doing it, I feel like it maybe has come across I mean, our radar, obviously, for obvious reasons, too. But I know that you... do. I try to lean away sometimes of All Right Mary movies because I know, especially, like, movies like Devil Wears Prada. Like, you've done... I feel like you've ran, like... <laughs> it's like a press tour of you just going to all these, like, podcasts and just, like, right. talking about it. um, Which we love to do we love the Devil Wears product but I, I feel that this this kind of borders that a little bit too because it's just so it's like maybe also maybe I would add um, uh, A League of Their Own to that list but it's always a good thing like we always want to talk about these movies and I'm so glad we're we're finally doing it
1: yeah I mean it's funny you mention A League of Their Own because I, I I think because I just wanted to like relive the you know A League of Their Own as I really I re recently I don't know in the last month to Uh, our a league of our our own a league of of our own yeah a league of (laughs) our own the league of our own episode uh to the league of their own episode that we did and it was that movie that train station scene you know like so don't shy away from anything i've done on r.a mary because the benefit is that like i am still like such a stoner that I don't remember anything from what I talked about in the earlier episode. So we could even do another episode on this podcast about a league of their own and there'd be new things. You might not even remember. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember there's a train station scene? Have we talked about it?
0: (laughs) Yes. I, I'm so happy. I just, I feel that this is, it's such a nineties movie. I just want to talk like watching this movie again was like a religious experience. It brought me so much joy. And, uh, like, you know, I feel like it's such a buzzword nowadays, like unlocking core memories. People do it on TikTok Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But there's so much of this movie that I remembered... And forgot, and I don't I can't even really remember the last time I saw it, but I know it's like always I thought I really knew this movie well, but then I started watching and I was like, oh my god, there's so, Like again, that cast list at the beginning. Once I saw Eileen Heckert, I like threw my drink across the room. I was like, oh, I knew Eileen before I knew Eileen. It's yeah. it, it just like these wonderful revelations.
1: You knew her when she was Mrs. Daigle, and it's Ugh. Yeah, I, um, now here, so yeah, this movie came out in 1996, and you and I are about the same age, and mm-hmm. I feel like this, to, and I'm agreeing with you in that, like, everything this is bringing up for me in the 90sness of it all, I feel like there are moments, particularly of the trailer for this movie, that, like, are just imprinted in my memory, like, I sure. feel like the trailer used the whole plastic surgery, like, "oh, give it to me scene. Yes, yes, yes. And as a, like, however old I was at that time, 11-year-old seeing that trailer, it was just, like, I I just remember feeling how, like, adult that felt, you know? These were adult jokes, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, like, I, I could just picture, like, the voiceover. It's, like, three women in the city. And then it's right. just, like, them falling with, like, the, the window washer thing. Like, I feel like that was in it. It had to have been. Yes, that I, was definitely in yes. it, of course. Yeah. I remember, it's, like, I remember watching this with my mom. And I don't know if she had, like, the soundtrack because some of it's, like, really fun. Like, some of the music is so 90s-tastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just, like a mix of these like 1960s hits too it's great um but uh, yeah and I just remember I I think there's so much I don't know this movie has moved up so much in the ranks for me in the past 24 hours that I'm I'm so excited to talk about it wow I really has yeah I
1: mean I when you texted me last night and you said that you were hours level the hours level excited I mean that's (laughs) I am you know, that's a sort of measurement around here on this podcast is,
0: oh, I'm the hours level of excitement. Yeah, that's, true. that's a
1: big that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. I wrote down like every single line these women said, and I just I feel like it's so strong. I feel like it has all the components of like a really in many ways, like feminist rom-com, but not rom-com, you know what I mean? It's just like about these three women over fifty and some of like the cast is perfect, especially like the trio of them, like the three of them. but I um, I just think it's lightning in a bottle. and I, I feel like this movie was really big and maybe I'm just being hyperbolic and because I don't remember any like performances being nominated. I didn't really look at that, did you?
1: Well, you know, I can I can uh, look because I I do know that it was a box office hit, so yes, it made a commercial you know, hit. Yes. yes, made over hundred million dollars, and of course, I, in nineteen ninety six money. In terms of nominations, I feel like the, I mean, without seeing yet, what would be your prediction? Don't look it up. What would be your prediction? Like a, a Globes nod? What do you think?
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean <clears throat> this is the problem with like movies with like really great women is like who do you choose? I I, I mean without really giving away my like five to one countdown that we're gonna do too, I mean
1: <sighs> Well, I then maybe to to avoid any spoilers. Yeah. There it's a are, great question though, yeah. There ahead. is one Academy Award nomination, but it is oh, yeah. for Mark Shaman for Best Music.
0: Okay. We uh, gave it all to Mark, yeah.
1: We gave it all to Mark. We gave it all to Mark. But, uh, but all three ladies were nominated for American Comedy Awards in 1997. And for God's sake, that must be worth something.
0: Yeah, deservedly so. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, excuse me, Goldie Hawn won Favorite Actress in a Comedy at the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. And Great. And I don't know if anyone remembers the 90s, but the Blockbuster Awards were legit. <laughs> <laughs> that was not something to not put on your mantle. Sure, you yeah. Know?
0: Absolutely. I oh. hope it was like a VHS tape. That would be cool. Probably like blockbuster store. That would be great.
1: yes. Oh god, I'll take anything. I'll, yeah, a, a candle that smells like a blockbuster. Uh, that's I've been right. known to purchase. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that you know you bring up a good question right off the bat is that while this was a huge hit and had three huge stars in it, it didn't, and you know. It, it, It was kind of fodder, I think, at least for the Golden Globes. I am shocked that it didn't get a single nomination for any one of them.
0: Yeah, I don't... I don't know. And, like, let's be honest, like, it's a a great concept, great casting, great, like, everything. But there are moments where it feels like that rom-com energy, for sure.
1: It was something that occurred to me only at the very end of the movie when... They, you know, when when the song began and how clearly the dubbing had kicked in, you know, and I, I, I'm forgiving of it. But also I thought, God, we all just forgave this in the 90s. This was just a part of movies was like nobody. I oh, Maybe people were. But I don't know if anyone was questioning the fact that, like, it was so clear that that was Diane Keaton six months later in a studio, you know,
0: One of my biggest complaints, honestly, and I remember that as a kid, I was like, why isn't the lip sync matching up here? Because if it did... It would be so much better. It is good as it stands. Like I am always grinning, <laughs> ear to ear, during that entire. Like I, I feel like I need to stand up every time I watch it. You know. Oh yeah. You can't it's knock a... wad, walk out of the room and do a little like slide into the uh-huh. bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> of
1: course, of it's course. So I good. wear I wear slippers in the house just yes. in case the inspiration I Put my robe hits. on. You know. <laughs> right, <laughs> so that I can whip it closed and hold it closed and then uh, turn and I open it. Do that it. little like
0: toe tap that Beth does. She's like, uh-huh. na, 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 na. Oh, uh uh so
1: sometimes good. I and I hate to rub it in but sometimes I ruffle my hair you know Oh yes you need yeah. to <sighs> Yeah 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 um you could kind of like rub your head a little you could of do a course, little something yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I
0: think of something to do
1: Yeah well yeah this uh th- there are those little things there are those little things where it's just like I mean it's funny because the beginning of the movie is is the four actresses dubbed over these other four actresses playing yes. the younger versions of them and it's very obvious and it it almost completely doesn't work except for the young Diane Keaton which I was like is that Diane
0: Keaton? <laughs> yes. Like it's and so
1: perfect. Right. So like almost an honorable mention is the young Annie because like the dubbing in that one instance was so good I thought man she looks like Diane Keaton in The Godfather, and the dubbing is is correct.
0: Yes, it was much better than the singing dubbing.
1: Yeah, Marco, you are not going to get a BSA this episode either. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> anyway, Sprant. he was like literally like leaning on my sound mixer and like pushing it off the table oh, with his back. Oh my goodness, Marco, a nightmare. Oh my goodness. So anyway. To your point earlier as well about the nineties-ness of it all, you know, mm. as I was watching this, I was thinking, oh man, I would I would love to take a screen grab of everything that is so quintessentially nineties about this. Yes. Like the the answering machines and Elisa's exercise equipment and mm. the the town cars, the type of you know, limousines they had and everything about Brenda's apartment, you know. Everything about Brenda. You I was know, just gonna there's... say
0: everything about Brenda. Everything. She looked like Rosie I'm... O'Donnell. You know what I mean? That haircut and the keep yes my straw here. Um, yeah, that sort of vibe. The brown suit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just oh my god, heavy, heavy clothes, heavy jackets. Oh my god, there's a a, a clunkiness like when they're all you know. I would, I, Towards the end of the movie, when they're having the meeting with the ex husbands, and they're each at their own desk, and I was like, each of those shots with the kind of office furniture around them and those yes. types of chairs, It and like, those
0: weird oh. shapes on the walls, like those nineties yeah. triangles and like rectangles, Ugh, perfect. right? In like these sort of teal and peachy kind of colors, yes.
1: it was. I I, this may be. I mean, I feel like that you we could have a whole podcast series about this. Anyone could but why not us but somebody could about like what is it about like when when i think of the first wives club as an absolutely quintessential 1990s movie what Mm -hmm. is it that makes it that you
0: know what i'm saying yeah i mean i think in addition to to everything you were just saying like as far as like visually what we're seeing i think there's a lot of just um even the music there's something very like so specific about like the orchestral stuff where it's like a little bit goofy sometimes but there's like this sweeping sort of like theme when Diane Keaton adult Diane Keaton aka Annie walks into her apartment and pets the dog it's very it reminds me of like Homeward Bound or like Beethoven you know what I mean those sort of movies
1: those sweeping scores, and then there's this like, and it, it got to the point where I was like, "God, enough of that one little." <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The little dun 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 dun. Like,
0: and it was like, that I... is perfect. Dun 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 dun. Someone's and typing, like, you know what I Dude, mean? <laughs> typing. It's typing. <laughs> a they're car tossing is a paper pulling behind up behind them. They're yeah. on the. I, I, one thing I totally remembered was that whiteboard with the three stripes and the calendar it's like the green yellow and red I was like yes I ugh so many great things
1: so many things But that that little bit of music It's, it's perfect. It's so perfect. many times, I and I feel like I have heard that in other '90s movies.
0: Yes, it's it's nothing and everything at the same time. It's very yeah.
1: I'm gonna verify this, but I'm quite sure that this same music was mo- was used in the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie. It takes two.
0: Oh, if it is, I mean, Steve Gutenberg. Let's uh-huh. talk about Steve. And Let's, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. another great sort of. Almost like a parent trap esque movie, you know. I I often get the two confused.
1: It 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 is a very like um, it's a strange variation on the parent trap because it's like, it's Kirstie Alley and it's like, you know, the Olsen's just hamming it up and it's at a summer camp and it's oh it's great. I hate it. It's so terrible. I love that movie.
0: Another movie with Philip Bosco. I think yes. Phil- Mr. Philip Bosco is entering Queen territory. I just have to say that it's in my notes. I think we'll talk about it later, or you could talk about it now because I just think he fits the bill.
1: I think. I mean, that's a really exciting topic. I kind of yeah. want to. I don't. I kind of want to talk about that right away because he is a bit of a an alum, right? Like we've talked about him. At least once before was he in Moon, uh, Moonstruck?
0: Oh, Am I crazy? Was he in? He was in. I mean, he's in the Savages. One of my favorite Philip Bosco performances. He plays. Oh, you Laura yes. Lane. Um. Okay, so he was in Working Girl. Working Girl. That's um, the one. I, I think But I do. About. Like, yeah, I do feel like there was something that we did cover. I'm looking through his IMDb.
1: Well, and maybe they just. This is just a call to, uh, to talk about him more. I know that on. All right, Mary. We did an episode on Straight Talk from 1992 that he was in. He plays the same role in all of these movies basically, uh including yeah. this movie. So, it's a very
0: Hector Elizondo sort of type too, you know what I mean? Like he's totally. in everything, uh like the oh. pretty woman, Hector Elizondo. Uh, uh
1: he was a Philip Bosco in terms of an alum on this podcast was in my best friend's wedding.
0: Oh yeah oh so Phil, yes okay there it is yeah that's what it was that's, that's what it was. was
1: so he he has definitely been tooling around this podcast a few mm. times is he dead oh, oh he's, dead. He's, he's dead. dead he's dead yeah wow oh, philip he died in 2018 and he he was born in jersey city died in jersey city Ugh i God mean bless him
0: we'll see you at the weston's philip Let's we'll, see
1: at the we'll see at the Westons. we'll see at the Westons. we have a section where we crown queens yes, and, uh, yes you are i think you are basically at queen status now wow yeah wow uh, let's just reflect on that philip bosco is a queen on on best supporting podcast yes, this, this is a big moment this energy for, yes yeah yes. this is a big moment for all of us um Well, I mean, I think that is bringing us very, very quickly. And, you know, other things I'm sure will come up along the way. But I think that is bringing us to the heart of the matter. This week we are doing, uh, you know, a classic five to one. we are counting down our BSAs of the First Wives Club. And um, we have not talked about this at all. We have not... Uh, conferred or matched up and that's always ha- half the fun of this is finding out if we have the exact same list or a very different list so um, that's what I have to say about that yeah. I I do have just one more thing to note before we get into this that I think you will appreciate tell me um, and maybe this is actually let's just call it an honorable mention one of my honorable mentions go for it so one of my honorable mentions is for the writer of this movie uh, the screenplay—it's based on a book, but the screenplay was by Robert Harling, who wrote *Steel Magnolias*.
0: Oh my goodness! No wonder. No, no
1: wonder. wonder. No wonder. Um, and *The
0: Evening Star*, which I—I I happen to love. I love *The Evening Star*. You do? Wait, it's wait. It's wait, been wait. so long. It's been so long. I think yeah. really, it's like flashes. But I remember watching it when I was young. It's very sad. And it wasn't, like, a sequel to, like, Terms of Endearment or something? What was it? What was the relationship? It's or did a I make that
1: up? To, um, it's a sequel to uh, Steel Magnolias. Wait. No. It's Terms the sequel endearment? to Terms of Endearment. Yeah. I always confuse those two. Yes, it is the sequel to Terms of Endearment, and it has a great soundtrack that is, like, almost going to be an assignment. And... Oh, my God. It's so good. And for and speaking of, like, root things, like, unlocking things from my childhood, there is a great kind of, like, gay root moment with Scott Wolf in that movie.
0: Ooh. Young Scott Wolf! Young I'm like, Scott. Insert howl noise right here. Oh. Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the naked young Scott Wolf. Whoa. So we might be doing yeah, that's... an episode on The Evening Star soon. Ugh.
0: I'm loving Juliet this. Juliet Lewis is in it. Forget about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Anyway, I just thought that would be worth noting that, you know, another uh, much appreciated potential queen is Robert Harling.
0: Excellent. I have, I think, one honorable mention, possibly two, before we get into, like, our, I mean, really? Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at my list, and it just, I will say to our listeners um, that we are, because, you know, the main question is, like, Do we include the three females in our BSA list? Because, you know, even though I but I feel like it's great because they all are the leading actress in their own way. But they're also like the BSAs in their own way. So we're throwing everyone in the mix this week. I feel like that's what we did on. What did you say? What other podcast? The the Hours.
1: The The Hours. hours, Yes. This is kind of like The Hours. It's three women dealing with heartbreak and then how their lives intertwine okay
0: uh, then I do have two honorable mentions oh my gosh okay this is this is really hard okay one this is like the smallest one but I just like remember being very attracted to him or them I will say is Annie's lawyers during that lawyer scene, Eric and Mark. Mark, I love that suit. The way oh, he says that. Oh yes. There was something. With the mustache
1: I, guy. Yeah. yeah. The
0: mustache guy on, uh, you know, like our right, you know, Annie's left. I remember there was something very. I don't know. I felt something, and I, when I saw them again, I was like, oh yeah, these lawyer guys, because they just seem nice and they're kind of handsome. Um, so. I'm 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 giving uh, an honorable mention to Eric and Mark.
1: <laughs> Eric and <laughs> Mark. Now, let's look. You know, let's. You know, okay. So, he, oh, they were brothers in the movie, but they're oh. in real life. They're not. But one of them is Greg Edelman, and the other one is Mark Nelson. Let's do a quick look and see and make sure they're still alive. See if they're Feel like around, would be, yeah. see if they're still working. Well, you know, it, it looks like you know, what's his name? Greg, um, one of them is doing well, and then Mark Nelson is oh, he still looks good. Oh, he was in uh, he's been in a bunch of Broadway stuff, he's a big Broadway actor.
0: Oh, Greg Edelman, I know you, I've seen his face before. Um... Oh, and
1: Mark Nelson was in Friday the 13th in 1980. Wow, he's Whoa. He was he was uh he was a very accomplished actor before he did the First Wives Club. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Good um excellent. I I'm looking up Greg Edelman because I know that I know him from somewhere. Give me one second. But I mean, sure. th- I couldn't pass up the, you know, cuz it is they both are very like 90s looking men too. Um and
1: there's that thing. There's that I mean, you know, I, I if if he did not come with the sordid, awful backstory that he has, Stephen Collins could be considered 90s hot. But, of course, he's oh, a predator. Yeah. So. I know. And he's in, I got to tell Stephen. you, yeah, in, he's in so many like great movies from the 80s and 90s. He's been in a bunch of ones we've covered in All Right, Mary. And it's just like, ugh, come on, Stephen Collins. I
0: know. Get okay. out of here. So Greg Edelman was in, I mean, he's been in everything, my lord. Uh, falsettos, Passion, 1776, Les Mis, City of Angels, Cabaret, Cats. He's done it all. Uh, he's done so it all. I, I thought I knew him from something specifically, but he's had quite the career.
1: Maybe he was in a production of Carmen in
0: Pittsburgh, Whoa. in which you played the title role. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Um I was my other honorable mention, okay, since I can't put her on the list. You
1: can't? Oh, gosh. Oh, because there's just no room for her. There's
0: no room. I want there's to. A, yeah,
1: the agony. I'm,
0: oh, my gosh. And this is such a heavy hitter, I feel. This Let is me,
1: all of, you know, hearts, hearts are broken. Hearts you know, are hearts hearts be broken. broken. Okay. Hearts get broken, you know? She'll come I'm gonna, back next time.
0: <laughs> I'm going to give it to Jennifer Dundas, who plays Chris, who is Annie's daughter, aka the lesbian. I just feel like there was something so effortlessly charming about her because it's very, I feel like with her lines, it's very easy to not be likable. And the way that she came out to Annie was just so quick and like, effortless in a way. And I just feel like I was buying everything she was selling to me. And of course, like one of the top five quotes from this movie that I remember is like, Oh daddy, by the way, I'm a lesbian. A big one shuts door. It's just, I love it, her. So it's I,
1: such a nineties moment coming out as a lesbian. is such a thing that happened yes, in nineties movies. The choker. You, yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. to say nothing of the whole gay bar scene. I mean, just, I, you know, as an extension Ginaria,
0: of, Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, that scene is so funny and like, it's just worth noting that like there is 0% gay panic at any point. Like Elise is the life of the party. And, uh, you know, Brenda, you know, uh, pretends to be gay at one point to get Elise out of there and annie's just like wanting to be you know she's basically like miranda and then just like that i love all of this this is great and yes and it's really kind of charming i i when that scene started i was like oh god what's gonna happen who's gonna be gross and it ended up being a, such a fucking delight so um, yes
0: we also have um Debra Monk in that scene plays like the lesbian crying over her lover who left her. She talks to Brenda Broadway vet. You've seen Debra Monk. We know her. Well,
1: We know her because she's one of my honorable mentions.
0: Oh, yay. Go on. Perfect Uh, segue.
1: Yes. I love, you know, good old Debbie Monk. I, uh, you know, she was in, we recently did center stage on All Right, Mary. Mm -hmm. And, um i don't know if you've ever seen that movie but it's um i don't
0: think i have in its entirety and i know people are screaming right now but yeah
1: yeah we could talk about it on the after show uh it's a movie that she's in but she's great in it she is great in it i'll give it like she and donna murphy are really great in it so uh but anyway i loved her in this it was such a small role but she had like one of another one of those lines like there were so many lines where i like I, i i had to do the ha kind of laugh you know what i mean yes yes and when she shows when Brenda shows her picture of Morty and she goes, Ah, she's butch. Yes. And it was just so perfect. And I so yeah, so honorable mention, Deborah Monk oh, in a great perfect. little role. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh well those those are my two honorable mentions. Do you have any others before we get into our top five?
1: I just have a couple wee ones. So Please, one, yes. of course, is One of my favorite BSAs ever, just in some ways, such a quintessential Best Supporting Actress performance, even if she didn't win, Eileen Heckert in The Bad Seed, but of course appearing in a much happier role in this movie as Annie's mother. I just have to name her because I love Eileen Heckert, and I forgot she was in this, and she is... She has the biggest shoulder pads in of hist- in all of history uh, in this in this movie. It's just insane how broad she is <laughs> yes. uh from the from the neck to the arm but um you know hey eileen and um perfect my, my other two honorable mentions one is there is a brief news uh report you know about what's her name um Stocker Channing's character dying. Cynthia. Cynthia. And so the news reporter who's doing the report is Sue Simmons, who has indeed been on NBC News for an incredibly long time. I've known Sue forever. I mean, in that sort of like television newscaster kind of way. Yes. Uh, She is a staple. She is a New York staple. She's an icon. I think she might still be on. I love (laughs) me some Sue Simmons. Um, Oh, great. So it was nice to see Sue. And my final honorable mention is is to uh, the TikTok account of Julian Brzezinski because his three-part rendition of the finale of this movie, which is from, like, January of 2021, so you have to Mm -hmm. scroll way back Mm -hmm. to find it, is, I think, TikTok at its finest.
0: Yeah, I mean, the details, the the angles, the costumes. I don't even know how one would even make that video. I don't even know how to do a transition on TikTok. I never even tried. Yeah, (laughs) this is...
1: Insane! It's just, I can't believe he's one person doing this. I and, know. Uh, and it's just pure joy. And he gets such little nuances. It's, it's a He's real... a good crier
0: too. Yeah. He has, some, like, he has some really great crying scenes too. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my bevy of honorable mentions. Um, great.
1: Why don't you officially kick us off?
0: I am going to give my number five slots to Eileen Heckert. Oh, <sighs>
1: Oh, the shoulders that carry the yes. weight of such an honor.
0: I mean, I think so much of this was just the fact that she was in this movie. And I, you know, I, I was like, again, when I saw her name in the cast list, I was like, who does she play? And I just started watching the movie. I was like, I'll find out. And then I, she plays Annie's mom. She has like such great one-liners. It's like like she says, like, you don't need self-esteem. Or she's like, your life is perfect. You don't, I don't know what she says before, it, but I, it's just like she plays the con- uh, sort of controlling, giving digs, like kind of mother, but she's still really likable uh, while all at the same time. And like, she kind of comes around at the end. I just love how she's, that one line where she's like, and you called me? Oh my god. And <laughs> she just walks out of the frame like in that low smoker's voice like yeah. she was giving me everything. I mean, maybe write them a nice note or maybe a hanging plants. Forget about it. Ugh. And it just I you know, I feel like
1: uh I've just watched her in The Bad Seed so many times that like Seeing her smile at the end of this movie is just like, oh, thank God! You were so miserable, M- poor Mrs. that It was just yes. nice to see like a, a a happy ending in a movie for Eileen Eileen Hacker.
0: I loved her. I just everything that came out of her mouth. I was just so excited to see her, and I feel like I I like that out of all of them, um, Annie specifically, I guess, had the most like support system. You know, she had Chris and she had her mom. Um, I just like that she had that sounding board, and that Eileen Heckard. Even though she was kind of, you know, being that mom at first, she comes around, and I really like it. Yeah, <laughs> when she, when
1: they when they read the note from Cynthia, and then she's like, "Ugh," and it's such nice stationery. <laughs> yes.
0: oh, she's a queen. She's a, such a queen. Oh gosh, there's a line at the end. She says, "Oh, what a wonderful occasion, helping people." Does she say through buffet through the art of bu- I don't know what she says. I tried it uh, oh, if I it didn't show remember. up in the closed captioning. It was the only line in the movie that wasn't captioned. I was like, of course you would do this to me. But uh yeah. Anyway, that's 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 the button there. The buffet button.
1: Ah, well I love to end things and begin things with a buffet. So oh, um,
0: Yes. How about you?
1: Well, my number five is, you know, little lady who kicks things off and then kicks herself off. Stockard Channing as Cynthia. Mm. I I feel like so many gay men want this role. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, all you do is play tragic and fabulous. That's it. And And you're the topic of the rest of the movie. You're the topic of discussion for so much of the rest of the movie. But all people see you as is tragic and fabulous. And like when she gives her maid the the pearls, and she's like, consider it a raise, huh? Like, it's just, she made so much of a small role, and I think the casting of, like, stocker Channing has such strong features, and it's such a presence, and I just feel like it was perfect for, like, a role that is only in the movie for, like, five minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. it's It's like there's something so campy about her just, like, like skulking around the house drunk and like her walking onto that beautiful balcony and lighting the cigarette. It's just, it. it's, I want that. Yes. <laughs> I, don't I don't want that obviously, but I want it. You know, when Keon's away this week, I'll probably do that once or twice, you know, just put some mascara on and, <laughs> and go yeah. for it. Yeah, just have some
1: exquisite agony. Yes, know? I'll yeah. throw myself
0: on the bed, it'll be great. Um, but Oh
1: yeah, it. well. And, and, you know, you've got that, you've got those, that ducked air now. Maybe you could, you know, put Ooh, on a little bit of a breeze. Yes. And, you know, um, <laughs> pretend it's the breeze coming in from the river as you stand out on your balcony, but it's really you with your eyes closed Ooh, in your bedroom yes. in front of the ducked, you know, the ducted air conditioner. Uh,
0: <laughs> I shiver because it's a little too cold.
1: Shiver. I hope you've got your robe on. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love clutch. my robe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, great. Well, great greens. What do you got
0: for number four? Number four is going to go to Sarah Jessica Parker as Shelly. I was okay. just, I forgot how much she was in the movie, to be honest. Like, I just thought she had a scene or two and then was kind of, you know, out of the picture. But she really does, like, first of all, she looks incredible. She was like 31 when she filmed this movie. Um, I mean, my opening line of why don't you try this on and your size, the way she says that is ridiculous and perfect at the same time because that's how that character would say that. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, from the very first moment we meet her and she sees Brenda at the department store and she holds the dress in front of her face and goes, oh God, make it go away. <laughs> yes. Like, comes in with such an impact. Um she will appear on my list so i i may have more to say then but i um so far agree with everything you've said
0: yeah i mean that whole i I love that line i'm not feeling special i'm not feeling loved the Mm -hmm. way it's Mm -hmm. it's like as a poet you do hate her but um it's like an entertaining kind of hate she's perfect um but yeah more on that later More
1: on that later. I mean, speaking of hating her, I mean, I think she also has one of the best lines in the movie when she says, oh, was it a bunch of, like, battered women dancing? (gasps) there, Or whatever. Is dancing (laughs) with a bunch of battered women. It's so evil. It's so evil. But the way she delivers it is so good that I was Mm -hmm. like, god damn. Ugh. Yeah, she's incredible. She's so good. So good. Well, my number four is none other than uh, you know, a dame among the bunch, Ms Maggie Smith as oh okay. granella yes, yeah, I you know, a, a relatively small role for someone who is fourth build. She's, you know, probably in it all told for fifteen minutes, maybe ten, you know, yes. like it's not a big role she but but I think the the little social luncheon that she has with Shelly is. It almost brought her higher on this list because the face journeys and the face acting that Maggie Smith is doing, watching Shelly eat and then like muttering to her maid, take the fork.
0: I mean, it's, it was, yeah, fork. I just, I, the line reading of fork is, yeah, exceptional. It's just incredible. And I was like, wow. I like, you
1: know, the thing with Maggie Smith is that you kind of have this kind of, like, not you, but in, I definitely have this, like, stale idea of, like, what she's going to do in every role. You know? It's like, ah, it's yeah. going to be like a dowager thing, right? Like, how many tricks does she got to her sleeve other than being kind of, like, snooty and British? But then you see her in something that's like, oh, no, she's doing, like, so much. Like, it's like when you just think Judy Dench is just Judy Dench. And then you see her in something that's like, oh, Why don't people talk about how good of an actress she is, you Mm -hmm. know? And I just, this was Maggie Smith took a fairly small and what it could have been a eh, kind of role and gave it way more than I think it even knew what to do with. It was, she was so good.
0: Yes. I mean, even her name, Ganilla Garson Goldberg, I mean, three G's. Good God, girl, get a grip. (laughs) Yeah, good God, girl, get a divorce. Get a Goldberg. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I I mean, one of the things that I was just like obsessed with, and this is like the tiniest nuance and really doesn't matter at all. But like when she is trying to tell Shelly about, um, oh what is his name? Duarto? Duarto?
1: Eduardo? Uh, uh, Bronson Pinchot's character? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Duarto. Duarto. Okay. Uh, You know, to decorate her apartment. She reads the name off the card because she didn't have it memorized. I just love that, like, she's invested mm. enough in the plan to deliver the message, but she's not like I would be rehearsing, you know, like the name is this, the name is this, but she kind of reads it off the card. I just love that. It's so, like, small and stupid, but I was like, Maggie Smith, uh, no,
1: no one great. told her to do that. Yeah, but she absolutely. Did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, take us You already, we're at the, the heart of the list. Take us I to know number this three. This feels
0: crazy. This feels crazy. I know. Crazy. So, I will say the top three is the top three. It's like, there's no surprises here. I wish I would have... I'm so glad you're mentioning all the other women that I would have, you know, had there been a second top five. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, it's not even that they're honorable mentions. It's like they could have... We could have done a top 10, really. We could have. With this movie, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to give my number three spot to Goldie Hawn as Elise. I really almost switched it last second there, but I... I think like as far as like what I saw compared to the other two women, this is like, it's like all by a hair. It's like Goldie Hawn is giving it. I feel like some of her best work is in the latter half of the movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. a little bit. She's, you know, I don't know, but she does have some great lines, you know, like I want to be young, science fiction young Um, and just like. Her crying on the bar, like, I'm not happy, Maurice. Like, it oh, is. Oh, I love that. That's so a new one unfunny. for me. This I swim around. Dying. Yeah. Um, you know, and like the famous line of her, like, sloshing around that martini, I'm an actress. I have all of them. Like, it's that fight between her and Bet is just like perfect. I, I just, and I think like one of my favorite lines is like, I'm sober and I'm going to do the play. The way that Oh, she says I know. That, I was like, "Oh no!" But like, she—I mean, she did her best with that. You know, um, it was—that was, a, it's th- a, hard that was line. a one.
1: It was a clunker of a line. It was like some real hard exposition. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like we need to tell the audience that she's not drinking anymore, and that she's and doing, that okay. she's going to do the play. Yeah, okay. yeah, here it is. Yeah, yeah. she's going to do the play. So there yeah. it is. But I—I I just think that there's so much. Uh, I mean, we talked about it even in Cactus Flower and other movies. Maybe that we covered. I can't think of anything else that we covered. Oh, in um, terms of
1: Goldie movies?
0: Yeah, I don't know why Cactus Flower. I th- oh um uh, Private Benjamin. She was Private
1: Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. So she's really working her way up as well in our in, in our alums. We've uh, yeah we did Private Benjamin. We've done this. I keep thinking there's another one, but there yeah, isn't. I, don't know I think why. I. I keep thinking of All Right Mary things where it's like, oh, well, we did, uh, that Death Becomes Her on All Right Mary, but we haven't done it here. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's like another movie of, like, as far as, like, Devil Wears Prada, you know, like, all those, like...
1: Oh, that, Death Becomes Her, I remember nothing from, and I can assure you I remember absolutely nothing from that episode. We could, we could be talking about Death Becomes Her right now, and I wouldn't know it. (laughs) So it's really okay. Great. Yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, but Goldie's great. I mean, the charm and like her just her physical comedy in this is great. I I really loved her, but I I loved the other two just a smidge more, but I it's splitting hairs, really.
1: All right. Well, I, uh, my number three. You know, I, I should, I should say for those who've listened to our five to one style episodes in the past, as if there's like a fucking patent on it. It's just like uh, I know that we've, like, oh yeah, everyone knows what the fuck that have is. You ever heard uh, of a
0: list? Yeah.
1: You ever heard of a list? You know, we're big on a list here at this podcast. But sometimes we just queen out, and sometimes we make a, and we do an order. You know, we break yeah. some hearts. But usually, our lists sync up almost eerily. So, like, okay. Eerily so. And this week, they do not. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. So, but yeah, which is like, you know, everybody's a winner. Um, My number three, and this was tricky, but my number three is Bette Midler as Brenda. And I'm with you. We're like really throughout the movie, they just kept moving around on the list of like, who's number three, who's number one, who's number two. And Bette Midler was definitely like, I, I, I think that this was a great role for her. I think that she was... So perfect for this in the way that like Rosie O'Donnell was so perfect in A League of Their Own, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like,
0: that Joy Behar energy.
1: Yes, totally. Yeah, where it was like, God, you are so you are the only right person for this role in 1996. You really are. Yeah, and um, and so I think in that respect, the way that she just like was Brenda, you know, and I think. in not that she's never done dramatic stuff, but I think Bet Midler is someone you you might kinda of think, Oh, well when she does dramatic it's a little hammy or whatever. But I think that she hits some real she hit some real, you know, emotional notes in this. I thought there were some really like for example, in that scene when Shelly's like, you know, why don't you pick something out in your Yorch? You know, yes. the cut back to Brenda was like, yes. Oh, it was, was, was a real dig. So I I just found her to be so charming and also there's a way in which my mother kind of looks like Bette Midler and it's then in the nineties, you know, you add in and then you're like wearing nineties clothes and it's oh, like yeah. I'm probably also having a like mom kind of moment. Sure. You know?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I would like love to go to a movie with Brenda, you know? Oh, the way she asks her son and he's like, Mom. Oh, I would oh
1: my god, I would learn Hebrew in a weekend so I could <laughs> hang out with my mom more. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I I totally agree too. And like really There is, like, some schmacting a little bit. Maybe to, like, continue that thought of, like, she's so good for this that, like, she doesn't really need to... She doesn't need to lay it on thick because she already is Brenda. And there are moments where it just, like, it gets a little hocus pocusy, but at the same time, Mm. I'm also... I am so here for it. I mean, spoiler alert, that's... She's my number two. So, but I also don't want to, like... I guess you were just talking. It's not like I'm we're moving on too quickly. No,
1: it's perfect. Yeah. yeah.
0: I I just think th- first of all, I will say this. The first time we see Brenda, she's eating cereal out of a box and she is a normal sized woman in this movie. Like the fact that she is like the fat friend is crazy to me, but of course, that's that's what it is, you know? <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, you know, when we first kind of see Shelley at the department store and you see, like, I mean, she is so fucking skinny that, like, there is that, like, proportionate thing of, like, well, I guess if you're looking at someone who's Kate Moss thin, then, yes. then Bette Midler is going to look, you know, uh, much bigger. But she doesn't look like a—she looks—they really—they dress her to look way bigger and look more dowdy than she like is at all. So there's also yeah. the fact that like well you're wearing a big denim skirt to your ankles with buttons all up the front. No one looks good in that.
0: Yeah, no. It's it's she's kind of kind of climbing a, an uphill battle there too. But I mean even with all that being said, like I laughed so many times, like when she after they got off the window washer thing, and she's like, "You want to go again?" The way she oh, like, he's so cute. It is so funny and like just perfect for her, perfect for Brenda. Like that, the the like the part where it got like a little schmackty, but I still loved it. Is her like uh, the monologue about Morty leaving her? He gets an earring. I say, Morty, Morty, are you a pirate? What's next, a parrot? Like the the, oh, the way that it, she's just going.
1: Yeah, it, it's a bit of like Bette Midler, like playing the piano at a bathhouse, telling jokes sometimes when she yes. does things like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the fight with Annie and Elise when Elise said I had guests, and she goes, "Who? Guns and Roses? I mean, oh my the Roses? Is the just yodel, like, Guns and Roses? That, I can't that even Bette do Midler it.
0: yodel. I love it. Who? Guns and Roses? <laughs> uh, it's sort of like how she goes, "Book," yeah. <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yes, I it's love it. So perfect. I. I mean, even another moment that kind of struck me too that I was like, All right, Bev Midler, I, I'm I'm buying this is her reaction to her son Jason or Jace, uh telling her that Morty got engaged to Shelly and her just kind of taking that in for a moment. It's perfect. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at her IMDB. I I feel like we need to we need to get her back on this podcast somehow. Yeah, what else
0: can we want? like big business or something? Wasn't I definitely. I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it.
1: It's a great movie, Big Business okay. with Shelley Long. It's so good. Oh my God, Big Business is great. But yeah, I mean, I've never seen Beaches. I feel like that's neither a big, have
0: I, Colin.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I know it's not so much a BSA movie as just like a two yeah. actresses, but it's gay. Maybe we one I day mean, we make ourselves two beaches. One of the
0: gayest. Yes,
1: I've my friend is. Strongly recommended um, for the boys, which I think was like her. I am gonna get an Oscar, but she mm. didn't. A- and i I don't know if it's good, but I feel like it's probably not boring. It is two hours and eighteen minutes, but
0: okay, it's uh,
1: it, maybe that you know what if if the First Wives Club was two hours and eighteen minutes, I don't that's think true. I would have gotten bored. That's you true. know,
0: yeah, that's true. wasn't she nominated for like the Rose? Wasn't that her like Oscar nomination? Oh, she's been nominated Let's for two see. Oscars. Oh, has for the she? boys and the rose. For the boys w- in 1991 and the rose in 1979. Wow, what a what a gap there. Yeah, yeah. Both for leading.
1: Yeah, the rose. I've never seen the rose either. So, yeah. okay, uh, so we have I mean right.
0: listeners weigh in, you know, let us let us know what is your Beth <laughs> Beth? What is your, your Beth best Midler, bet? <laughs> <laughs> uh vehicle of choice. What, do, yeah. what do you love? What should we be watching?
1: Yeah, and, and I feel like she had a failed sitcom in the 90s. I don't know if we should watch that. But Yeah. Anyway, so so she's your number 2. So Brenda's your number 2.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoyed her and I I a lot of the memories that are tied back to this movie sort of circle around her a lot. A lot and just the quotes. I mean, I it, it she really it was just like I loved the balance of how sincere it was and how sort of like musical theater it was at the same time. I'm like, oh, she's like playing to a bigger audience, but it's also fine.
1: Yeah, it, it's a little bit of you know, Hello Dolly, but sure, yeah, you know, but it's also like this this big 1996 movie with Philip of Bosco course, and yes, that musical Uncle cue. That there's like, yeah, yeah. So there's that kind of sense, like, oh, also that scene when they when they're leaving the bar mitzvah and. He's like, "Can I speak freely?" And she says, "Yeah, Annie's cool." Uh, (laughs) But I like, I feel like it's another one of those things that we forgive about '90s movies, or that we accept, or that it's part of it. Is it like there's a there's a type of over the top or a type of overproduced quality that is Mm -hmm. just what makes it a '90s movie, you know? And I think a performance this big. Fits when everything else also has big shoulder pads, so to speak, you know?
0: Yeah, they needed three women with, like, you have to have comedic chops. Like, you, you, there's no question, like, you can't do this movie without them being as broad as they're, they are. So, like, I've, I'm not totally mad at it. I and mean, to be
1: fair, like, there are moments in the, all three of them literally go to a 27 in this movie. It is, oh. like, I feel yes. like it would be really insulting to call this movie shrill. I feel like that'd be the wrong choice of words for sure. a movie about, you know, that, that you know, eh, it's a better movie about women, Better word for a movie about women than shrill. But it it goes to those places where it's like, oh my God, there is screaming and slapping and crying happening more than once. And so Bette Midler is just the right size for that Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, my number two is Goldie. I, <sighs> I think got to that she, gotta give it to Goldie. I think she is something I've taken away from this movie. I think some of it is just that, like scene in the the plastic surgery scene with Rob Reiner, and and like also just the chemistry she and Rob Reiner have. It's like yes, it's nuts. Like it's, it's really good. Yeah, and and there is I think when we did queen bees we talked about this of like what it feels like to see people who were like who shot to fame in the 70s kind of in a later era in a movie again to you know together again you know and so in queen bees there was ellen burston and james khan and you know oh, yeah in this it's like it i think in particular in the 90s it was so interesting to see stars from the 70s like you know, Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Diane Keaton, you know, and then who they were in movies in the 90s. You know, um, yeah. we're probably seeing that now with like people who were in like Michelle Williams, for example, someone who we knew from Dawson's Creek and like teen movies in like the yeah. 90s, early 2000s. And now we know her as this like distinguished Oscar nominated actress, you know, 20 years later, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I wanted to mention really quick, and he almost made my honorable mentions, but I actually don't know how to say his last name, but the actor who played Morty, Dan Hedaya, Hedaya I'm so sorry I'm mispronouncing that, This he is a, a king of 90s movies. Like, you have Mm -hmm. seen, he also played Cher's dad in Clueless. He was also in the Adams Family. Like, I just feel like he has such a... And him and Bette are magic together. Like, that dance at the end, him sort of softening. I'm like, ugh. Like, when he says, you look good, Bren. The way that he just, like... I just think they have really great chemistry. I loved him.
1: Yeah, Dan Hedaya. I mean, I feel like him as Cher's dad in Clueless is... It, 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 like, it's perfect. just imprinted. It's perfect. It is such a like important.
0: It's important. <laughs> <laughs> Share it in here. That's what I, I always. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, yeah, in exactly. Here? And him, and then like when she gives him the sandwich, and he's like, "What is this? I don't want
0: this." She's like, "You have to eat healthy, daddy." I oh, don't that know. Food I just... always looks so great in that scene, right? And oh, we the had, food. I, mean, I, I could do a whole episode on like the food and movies, but another th- another like top three. Is the sandwich that Paul Rudd makes in that kitchen that turkey sandwich? Do you know what I'm uh-huh. talking about? It well, looks so—it's so effortless and like perfect.
1: Wait a minute. Wait, wait have a we done minute. it? Wait a minute. No, we're going to. <laughs> I we ha- can't believe we have We're gonna. We, we have to. I felt we're...
0: like we did. No,
1: we are okay. gonna do the BSAs
0: of Clueless. Okay.
1: Oh my God, this is so, you know, and you know what's, the, you know what the, you know, this is a running theme this whole episode. We've never done Clueless on All Right, Mary.
0: <gasps> really? I, so, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I maybe put it off in my mind.
1: No, we've that's never done it. wild. So, like, so there is no you concern. quote it so often. I just well, yeah. mention it
0: so often, yeah.
1: I know, it is a glaring omission, so so let's get oh there God. first. Brittany Murphy, you know?
0: Miss Geist, it's, it's on. It it's is on. on. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Oh my God. I haven't okay. seen that
1: movie in forever, but I have also seen it a thousand times. Yep. So,
0: oh my gosh. There's so <sighs> many things I'm thinking of right now. Christian. I know.
1: <laughs> yes. There's so much about, about, uh, yes, about Christian and about being yes. a gay, a little gay munchkin in
0: the 90s, watching
1: that and going, oh, what is this? I remember um,
0: feeling things that yes. I never felt. <laughs>
1: Oh, like not okay. understanding the Spartacus joke, but knowing that I needed to learn it, you know? I yeah, just...
0: I didn't understand the Billie Holiday reference either. I was like, Ugh,
1: I love him. <laughs> way over my head. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, well, that is almost one of my BSAs is is the fact that we're going to do Clueless. Oh, but...
0: yes. So,
1: yeah, so Goldie's my number two. I think, she, I think it, to me, if I was going to guess, like, if I was going to assume that there were Golden Globe nominations that had gone out for this movie, I would have thought Goldie would have gotten it i think that this was she's just a she's just a fucking hoot and i just feel like goldie dancing at the lesbian bar is just like such 90s like iconography
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's a pro she really is
1: so good um but that of course brings us to our number one
0: the bell of the ball miss annie Miss Diane Keaton herself. I can't believe wow. she's wow. your number one. Cause I know how you know it could go either way with you sometimes. Well, um, she's not.
1: Well, she's. Oh, knot. she's not your number she's one. Your number one. <gasps> she's your number one.
0: I just did like an Alyssa Edwards, like leaning back in my chair, like <laughs> like yeah. claw hand on my shoulder. Whoa. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's so. I uh, like, spoiler alert, Diane Keaton is not on my list.
0: Oh, you didn't talk about SJP yet. Well, way to just kill up oh, so- dramatically. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I I just I had to think of who it could be. Alright. Oh my god. It's
1: it's so funny. We just recorded for Only Mary's and Alright Mary, we just did an episode ranking the season eleven mini challenges. <laughs> okay. We and it was a similar situation where Myles and Johnny's were not matching up at all. And as we got towards the end, he did the same thing where he was like, "Well, wait. So then that means your number one is." I was like, that "Oh means no! My number one. I'll get to it when we get to it. We're putting on a show, girl." <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you keep it inside. Um. Yes, I, yeah. I ruined it. No, no, I you ruined. Didn't. It. You didn't.
1: No, because I mean, who else, who is it going to be? Marcia Gay Harden. She's great, but no. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, well you know go ahead and (laughs) first of all yeah okay
0: I love that she's not even on your list I love that because it truly is quite possibly one of the most like like crazy Diane Keaton performances like everything about Diane Keaton that annoys you you as in like Colin um, I feel is is just exaggerated in this movie um I on the other hand was just loving it. I think that she is a star and I I I couldn't get enough of her. The way that she screams in this movie. Like the uh, like the peaks and valleys of her line reads especially when she's upset. Um I <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking of it. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's it so is. good. It is so unhinged
1: and it's not that I hated Diane, and that this isn't like a come from away situation. I, I think I had to come to a place of peace with Diane Keaton where it was like, you have been doing this longer than I've been around to judge you for it. So maybe this is just what you do. And you know, the thing is like, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, hooting and screaming and whatnot, but like, there are mom- Diane Keaton also has such an incredible, like, charisma at moments that, like, there is such a sort of easy charm to her. Like, that moment of, like, love the suit. Like, she's – and yet it's also kind of schmackty sometimes, but it's also, like, but that's Diane Keaton. Have you ever seen her on Instagram? This is Diane Keaton. Oh, like, yeah. she doesn't know how to be down to earth, you know? And so I think in the same way that I, like, celebrate the fact that, like, Sandy Dennis is always a little off kilter, you know, but I love her version of off kilter, but I'd also never, would expect her to be like a, a, a plain normal human being. you know, cause she wasn't, I think I've just had to come to expect that like Diane Keaton is not relatable content. She's a kook. And so like, you can't watch this thinking that she's relatable. She's a kook. And so it's almost like she's not on my list, but she showed up on a, she's got her own special award. She's got her own, like, eh, I forgive you kind of award, you know?
0: Sure. I I mean, I'm looking at my, like, quotes here. I just, I feel like the, the part that I, like, had to go back and rewind a couple times because I just, it took me so off guard and I forgot about it, was the way that she, like screams when she looks over the edge of the building right before they get into the, the window washer thing mm-hmm. cuz i it's just it's the way she screams so like the, the the physical like her glasses fly off her eyes up to her forehead and then fall back down on her face perfectly. It is like it is a masterpiece. I I laughed so hard, and it's like how anyone re- would read like. Can you imagine if we had to do that, Colin? If I was like Colin, we have to take this down. It's the only way. You would say no. I'll I'll I, just
1: stay here and die. <laughs> I'll just stay here and die. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna flip my glasses off my face and scream into my coat. I I would never do it. I would just walk back into the house and say I'm sorry, Morty. I don't know how I got here. I need to go. <laughs> I don't know how
0: I got here. <laughs> the curtains look great. Yeah. Um the
1: other I, two can hitch a ride on the gondola, but I'm going to take the stairs, you know.
0: Oh gosh. I mean, I feel like we those are like why we're talking about the um or while we're talk, uh, talking about the window. Like we have to talk about that whole sequence because again, quintessential 90s situation. You know what I mean? That's sort of like, that's what you remember in this movie more than anything. Uh It's like, as far as like really strong comedy bits. And I don't know how they, I mean, some of it, obviously you can tell is a green screen, but like the, the doubles that they have are really great. And I don't know how they, I guess they had like wind going up. Like I picture like a green screen with like fans just at the bottom, blowing Diane Keaton's hair up. You know what I mean? I wonder, I want to see the behind the scenes
1: there were dedicated fans just to get Diane Keaton's hair to blow up like that. I mean, it's, and then they like, they stop and there's like this weird moment with it's, it's Kate Burton and her and her husband. I can't remember his name. Yeah. I can't Um, remember either but they're like uh is that Elise? Oh it's it's Walter Robbie and Kate Burton. And right. they're like is that Elise? You look great. And like it's such a 90s joke. You know what I mean? It's such a 90s beat. Yes. It's it's a it's a very like again, I couldn't describe why or what it is, but there is a <clears throat> the way that the music and the cinematography, the timing, everything about it is a 90s beat, you know?
0: It reminds me of I think there's something here. There's something very specific about people in buildings as, like, something is falling or, like, you're... Like, the one thing I thought of first was in Mrs. Doubtfire when he loses his face in the alleyway and the two twins are, like, across the building, Uh across the way, and it's, like, this dire situation and they're laughing. I just... It's... I don't know what that is, but it is, like, sort of people that are just thrown in the mix randomly for a minute or less but have an impact.
1: (laughs) yeah you know it's it's interesting in like so many movies where like there's a fight in a restaurant or there's a moment like this where like it's this weird someone could make a commentary that you know the way that everyone's on their phones now it's like but in the 90s everyone was paying attention you know what i mean like that's what it feels like the commentary is or it'd be this terrible think piece that someone would put on medium.com but like that in the 90s the reason why these things would happen is because we were in a culture where everyone was just paying attention and like would notice things and like in reality now like everyone's so self-absorbed that no one would even look up you know Um, yes but it it is such a theme that i feel like is so unrealistic and that in reality nobody's fucking looking you know what i mean
0: yes i i, I agree it's just like this weird subset of like 90s humor i guess i don't know i I I would be remiss if I did not mention Diane Keaton's contribution to the ending song as well, where she's like, just let me be myself. Like that sort of yodel Uh that she does. Like if you're singing along with it, you're going to do the Diane Keaton yodel. You're going to shake your head around. You're going to wear those transition lenses. (laughs) You're going to get a good wig and you're going to dance.
1: she the things that she does when she's singing is very similar to like what Meryl does when she sings, you know.
0: Ooh, okay, go on. I, they it...
1: they act their singing a lot, you know.
0: Yeah, I think th- probably my least because you know a lot of times uh, to quote Seinfeld that Meryl Meryl Streep is a phony baloney. I you know like she's always great, but there are moments where you're like Meryl, what are you doing here? And I remember for me. There is a quote or there a quote, there's a line in the song, The Winner Takes It All, in Mamma Mia, <laughs> which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, where she talks about always staying low, and she literally gets down and like sways, like she crouches down, and I'm like, No, that's not it. You can't no. you can't show us that you're also going low. Come on, you're better than this. Right,
1: right. Oh my god. Mamma Mia is
0: Oh man, I, mean, I feel like I want to do that for my birthday next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you might. That the only way I will do that is if if I have to because it's your birthday, and then I'll have to find nice things to say about it. Though I have to tell you, on a on a slight Mamma Mia tangent, my friends like they have like you know a playlist on YouTube of just like can't be ridiculous shit that it's like oh let's yeah. watch this video again. And so there's these like making of videos of Mamma Mia and, like, Christine Baranski being, like, incredibly ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And, you know, th- showing her, like, doing that whole, like, thing on the beach. Oh, it's it's a future assignment. It is, like, a level of, like, actor cringe and, like, you know, self-absorbed self-importance about, like, well, you know, I'm dancing on the beach for the boys, you know? That, that like, is so really what Hollywood is, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, I mean, if Luanne de Lesseps- had the range and Mamma Mia was still on Broadway, she would play the Christine Baranski part. You know oh, what I mean? It would God. be, would you believe it girls? Does your mother know? That's the song that she sings. <laughs> right.
1: Does your mother know boys? Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I'll kick some sand up. It'll be wild. Right.
1: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's so true. I feel like Luanne DeLessips De is like the Walmart Christine Baranski.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, But Diane she has my heart. I love her so much. I love all of her screaming and um, I love her.
1: Wow. <laughs> so that's wow. my number I, one. I am I will say I am definitely surprised and uh I feel I I'm glad that she got some recognition on somebody's list. Oh, no. Uh, she you know, it I got to tell you I as I've been looking at um IMDb's, I keep seeing an upcoming project called Family Jewels that like half of these people are in so oh wait all three of them are in what wait a minute okay so there is a movie family jewels three women are forced to spend christmas together along with their children and grandchildren (gasps) after the man they were all married to once drops dead in a new york city department store i mean whoa so this is a movie that's in pre production right now. Yeah. And it only has Diane Bett and Goldie cast. Whoa. That's Whoa. all we need. That's Whoa, all Bethany. We need. Wow. All right. Well, that was a little surprise.
0: Looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Okay. Wow. I mean, uh wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we'll revisit these ladies again sometime. But anyway, well, uh, surprise surprise my number one <laughs> was uh none other than SJP herself as Shelly Stewart I I gotta tell you this th- this was like one of the things I will say I remember from doing the Matreon episode was like how much this role stood out to me is like oh this is so much more than just like the hot new girl like, this is so funny. And in terms of like a supporting character in this movie and like a, like the function of a supporting role, she is just like, she makes an entrance. She makes an immediate impact. She's on her own frequency. She, Mm -hmm. you know, factors in throughout the movie. She gets like featured scenes. I love that she and Maggie Smith get a scene together with none of the leads. Like that was just BSA, you know, chocolate and peanut butter. It was delicious. And I think that, you know, that scene with, with Maggie Smith when she's – the way her fork acting, the way mm-hmm. that she synchronizes her eating with a real dumpster woman. Like, it's <laughs> – I mean, just a real dumpster woman. It, it just – it was – I feel like we've talked about this maybe when we did the Family Stone episode where, mm-hmm. like, I don't give Sarah Jessica Parker the credit that she deserves. And granted, as we discussed on the after show – or. I think we discussed with Jen on our, our uh, BSAs of episode. There are some alleged stories of her not being the nicest person in the world. Um, But this is not a personality contest. Like this is not, this is just about her acting. I, I think she is so funny in this and she is, there is a feeling of like thinking about who Sarah Jessica Parker was in 1996. Someone who, whose career was starting to take off, but had not, of course, become the superstar she was about to be. And everything about her in this role is someone who feels like they should be famous, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you think about like hocus pocus, even, um, and then also we loved her in Mars Attacks when she's interviewing yes. Pierce Bra- um, Brons- Brosnan. I'm like my mother, Pierce Bronson. Pierce Bronson. Um, uh, she, where she's like Mister, and then she says her name and then pauses, Professor, and she has those cue cards. Like she's she's always hitting the mark in so many ways. Yeah,
1: yeah. So she is now a three time alum on this podcast. Ugh. To say nothing of, of you know, not just not for nothing. Uh, we recently, a uh, little bit of a plug, oh, yeah. joined our guest, Jen, from Real Housewives Recaps on her channel on YouTube to talk about sex in the city, to talk about the season four, episode eight, uh, My Motherboard, Myself. So... Uh, maybe I'm feeling the love for SJBP a little bit from uh, from that, even though I I hate Carrie Bradshaw. You know, yeah, that's
0: a that's an awful Carrie episode too. But yeah, I mean, she's a star. She is she's great and everything.
1: Yeah, it's like despite whatever stories I've heard about her, I think watching Sarah Jessica Parker in other things kind of puts Carrie Bradshaw into perspective. And I think as time goes on. I could uh, really appreciate how amazing the performance of Carrie Bradshaw is because she is such a specifically awful person, but I could see how maybe that's not Sarah Jessica Parker. You know what I mean? Yeah. That she's perfectly playing a terrible person, kind of like the character of Nate on Euphoria, you know, Um, which I know you haven't really seen. Yeah, I haven't gotten to, sorry. uh, But no, but he is kind of like this... Cold-hearted villain throughout the show, yeah. but like in real life, is apparently like a very nice person. I mean, he was he was a presenter at the Oscars, you know. Oh, um, the tall guy, yeah, the tall guy with the Australian with Rachel accent. Ziegler.
0: Yes, yes. I thought you exactly. were talking about that dope <laughs> that Justine sent us. That like,
1: oh, Fez. Yes, yeah. yes. No, he's he is you know that
0: person in real life. Apparently, yes.
1: No, that is someone who's the exact same. But uh yeah, so all that to say that I I just. As as a supporting character, I just love Shelly in this movie. She is great.
0: She is great.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, a little bit of a surprise. We're not quite going to get played off yet because we have one more little segment, I I hope. Yeah. Um, you had a fun suggestion that if we were to cast the First Wives Club today, um, who would we cast? Forgetting... And truly forgetting that there were two, I think, made for TV remakes. I think there was a mini series and a TV movie. Um, I don't think they were, or no, there was a full series that maybe just got canceled. Yeah, um, I remember
0: seeing that on IMDb.
1: Yeah, so there was a, a series with Jill Scott, and then there was a TV movie from 19 or 2016 with Megan Hilty. Uh, <gasps> oh yeah. Megan Hilty, Vanessa Lachey, Allison Hannigan. Oh my and goodness. Other, other people I do not know. Um So yeah. Uh we none of that overlaps or intersects with the casting that I did um for a uh remake of the First Force yeah. Club.
0: I was just gonna say when you said Megan Hilty, there's something in my head where I feel like they were adapting this as a musical. Have they done that? I'm going to Google it now. Um, Google I was, it uh, now. Yeah. I, um, it, it feels ripe for musical adaptation. I feel like it would be great as a musical. Uh, and ending with that song, like, oh, come on, it's musical yeah. theater.
1: And Go having it. them walk up the aisle and oh, out of the theater. Oh my gosh,
0: yes. Ah! <laughs> okay, so this has, this is a thing. Um, okay. The musical is based. Okay, this the musical premiered in San Diego, California, in two thousand and nine. Um, let me see who was in this cast here. I mean, I don't know if everyone we know everyone, but uh, oh, there's like very. Okay. Uh oh my goodness. Okay. Uh well there was a there was a an industry reading of the musical held in February. Maybe this is what it was with the principals Anna Gasteyer. Carolee Carmelo, and Adrian Lennox. Wow. Um, That's a great cast. And then it kind of changed a little bit where we have Karen Ziemba, who's like a Broadway legend, as Annie. Adrian uh, Lennox as Elise. And Barbara Walsh as Brenda.
1: Oh, I know Barbara Walsh from we Company. We
0: do, we do. Yeah, and um, Adrian
1: Lennox played uh, the Mrs. Miller role in Doubt on Broadway, and I think she won a Tony.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, wow. Um, Lennox dropped out of the production due to health concerns and was replaced by Cheryl Lee Ralph as oh, Elise. Love that.
1: Unbelievable. I mean, if... If they had this kind of casting on Broadway, I would go in a second. This is
0: such good casting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to see if it's on Spotify, just because you never little, know.
1: Yeah, do a little Goosey Gander. See if it's on Spotify. Mm, no, maybe there's I don't something think on, so. Maybe there's something on YouTube or something. But Yeah. Uh,
0: Give us well, a big it's leg, good, everyone. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's good to know other people are considering casting for these roles. Yes. Um, so I I would love to – so I, I also did, and not that you had to, but I also had some casting for Ganella and Shelly.
0: Great. I didn't do Ganella. I did the three gals. I even did Cynthia because I thought it would be fun. The, oh, um, that's Stockard fun. Channing. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that's, that's okay. great. Um, and I did uh, Shelly, and I did – um. Eileen Heckert's role as well.
1: Oh, you. you, you I know I Lord's should have texted work.
0: you, but that's okay. I think it'll be great. We'll fill in the blanks.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. We're each kind of covering some, some yes. gaps. Well, uh, since she opens the movie, why don't you start with who you'd have for Cynthia?
0: Yeah. I would love to see Wynona Ryder as Cynthia at the very beginning of this. I just picture wow. her like the hair being wild and like mascara, I just think would be perfect, and she's the the right age for it. And like just famous enough, you know, we love Winona, but like I think it's, it's also like she's it's, she's like the perfect level of like where her career is right now. I'm like yes, I would I'm love thinking to of see her thrashing
1: around. <laughs> I'm thinking of her in Black Swan. I feel like it's oh, a yeah, very yes. similar energy. Or Stranger so. Things, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, Well, I, uh, then let's, you know, let's get to these ladies. Yes. Um, so let's start with, let's start with Annie. Uh, why don't you go first? Um, and you know, I may have gotten some of the ages wrong. So consider this quantum casting, you know, it's like as, as is appropriate, but it's this kind of energy. So I had three ideas for Annie. Oh, I love this. Uh, one of them was Kristen Bell.
0: Okay, I love that. I mean, I think Kristen Bell is a talent. <laughs> yeah, right? This. Yes. I
1: think she could do some of those notes. Um, I... I think that I hit I brought up this lady's name when we were doing our casting special, our Rony casting special on Patreon on the after show. And for anyone who mm-hmm. wants to hear that, you just go to Patreon.com slash BSA pod. We literally played the exact same game we're playing right now, but with the real housewives of New York. Ugh. So um Who wouldn't want to listen to that? Who wouldn't want to listen to that? I I, mean, I, I enjoyed it. So <laughs> Uh, I feel like I keep. I, I had suggested her for a role, and I said, "You know what? I think it could happen." And I'm gonna throw her in the mix again because I, I think she. I wonder what she would do. Someone who I think hits similar notes as a Diane Keaton in different ways, but,
0: an Anne Hathaway. <gasps> You're obsessed with Anne. Okay. I know. I mean, I know. Annie. Anne. Okay. Anne,
1: and she prefers to be called Annie. I so know. Yes. That. Yeah.
0: Irritatingly so. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Annie. and <laughs> Annie,
1: Annie, get it right. Um, yeah. and my final choice for Annie would be Mindy Kaling.
0: Oh, love that!
1: Right, I just think that would be really funny too. I think that she could really. I just want to see what she would do. You know?
0: Oh yes. Um, my I only have one for Annie, and it came to me pretty quickly. I did I did a Google search of like actresses in their fifties because I mean for anyone who's keeping score. Um, So I, I Goldie Hahn and Bette Midler were 51 when they filmed this movie, and uh, Diane Keaton was 50. So I tried to get around that age. For, like, who are these? You know, like nowadays, it's like Jennifer Lopez is 51. Right. I'm like, this is not going to. It's just a different way of looking at it. But I would love to see Lisa Kudrow as Annie.
1: Oh, that's so good! Oh, yeah, that's great. Like,
0: I feel like she already has those Diane Keaton tendencies, and I'm just gonna go into it because I know, I know this is someone you didn't prep for, but I would love to see Diane Keaton come back to play Lisa Kudrow's mom as the Eileen Heckert role.
1: That feels nice. That feels yeah. Really good. I
0: feel like people would be into that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's okay. I mean, and I'm realizing now, oh, I have gotten all of the ages wrong. So please don't think it, it's too. So your it's fine. You can do I don't,
0: quantum casting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know how old women are in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody looks like a different thing. And so uh, very much quantum casting. And also the idea that you could be a first wife in your 30s. You that's know? right. Absolutely. So Elise, I had two ideas. If hmm. we could do Elise next. Does that work for you? Yes, please. So one I think it could be I think in the same way that Goldie just like really just had a good time with this role I would love to see Tiffany Haddish in this role.
0: Oh yes. It would yeah. be so great.
1: It'd be so great to see her variation on all this and her brand you know as this actress as this ridiculous actress it would be so funny. Um another choice for Elise would be Someone who, you know, has played a somewhat similar character, but um, Annie Murphy.
0: Oh, I love that. I yes. am.
1: More work for her. So, again, I way know. too young, but, you know, whatever. Whenever she's ready, she could
0: play Elise. Ugh, that's great. I got a good feeling about that, yes. What do um, you got? I have two. One of them... I don't know if she has the comedic chops, but there's something about, like, Uma Thurman that I feel would, like, work as far as, like, the Mm. glamorous actress. But I don't know if she has the comedy chops. I'd like to see her try this, though. Like, I would want to be in that audition room, you know, the screen test, to see if it works. Mm. Um, Yeah. And Uma's great. We love her. Um, My second, or I guess my number one pick would be Christina Applegate,
1: God, that's I a think, good idea. I think it yeah. would be
0: so like she has the comedic chops and I would love to see her play a drunk, like a, a likable drunk at the mm-hmm. same time. I think uh, I think it works. I'm into it.
1: Oh, I love Christine Applegate. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that brings us to Brenda. Yes. Uh, I had two ideas you know, one is a bit on the nose, but like an older Beanie Feldstein, you know.
0: <laughs> it always goes back to be- Beanie and you know, Anne. It, Beanie Those and Anne.
1: I love a, a Beanie and Anne. Yeah. Um, oh, I, but, but I do
0: see it now. Yeah.
1: Right. I, yeah. But then my other choice, who I think would be, uh, I, who I just love, and I think that, you know, she would do something very different with the role, but um, Natasha Rothwell, who was in The White Lotus.
0: <gasps> yes.
1: And in Insecure. Yeah.
0: Oh, I could see that. I could see. I could see. Yeah, like sort of like um, like a Sherry Shepherd sort of situation yeah. too. Yeah, uh-huh. I like that.
1: Yeah, where it's like I feel like what I like about Natasha Rothwell is I feel like she's it's a smaller energy than Bette Midler, but I feel like she could play those like you know the, she could play the smaller moments, but I also kind of want to see her. You know. uh I want to see her variation of guns and roses, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. I want to see her go there, you know?
0: Perfect. Um I have two. One of them is just kind of like joke act uh joke casting, I guess, but I mentioned her already. But Joy Behar, if she was like Oh god. I yeah. mean, I just it's it's like they could be twins really in this movie. They they have the same I think she still has that haircut, really. Um, yeah. So what who cares? Uh, so what I, who cares? I love I'm Joy. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see Leah Remini as Brenda. I feel it's like such a fast-talking New York mom. I think it would be, it would be great.
1: I love that. I that's yes. such it's a, a great idea. Yeah. Well, we have. Uh, you have some Shelly. You have a Shelly,
0: right? I do have a Shelly. Do you have a Shelly?
1: I've got a Shelly. Ooh.
0: Uh, I've got a Shelly.
1: I got a Shelly. I can't I'd, be blocked. Yeah. And <laughs> and that can't be blocked. That can be cast. Uh, so I have two Shellies. One is uh, this is again a euphoria reference, but the girl who plays Cassie, Sydney Sweeney. Yes. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, she's such a nice right? girl. Yes. Right. Uh, but then I'd also love to see from Knives Out Anna de Armas.
0: Ooh, that would be good too. Right.
1: She's about to be in Maryland, and so I and I feel like she's someone who is like, I think she, her career has been taking off, but I think it's just going to continue, you know.
0: Oh yeah, I can't wait for Knives Out too. That's gonna be mm. that's gonna be great. Uh, eventually, I don't know when that's coming up, but lovely. Um, I have in the Sarah Jessica Parker role, I have Anna Lee Ashford. I love that idea. That's like the yes. music. That's who would be cast in the musical. Like, let's right. be honest, um, right. And she'd be a smash uh I just think she's she's kind of working her ways up in the ranks. you know, she just played Paula Jones on the impeachment mm-hmm. fX series. she's in masters of sex. I just feel like she's i I always get her confused now who it's just like blonde white women that I can't yeah. who was the who was the actress in Oh, Anna Faris is the one. The is, is maybe someone else, like a younger Anna Faris, um, in like back in the day. You know what oh, I mean?
1: Oh, that would be uh, that'd be really fun. Yeah, yes, I'd love yes. that. Yeah, yeah. They're both uh, the
0: same to me. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I guess I could see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Anna Faris and um, what? My brain just had a hole. in Anna it. Lee Ashford. Anna yeah. Yeah. Ashford. Yeah, Natalie Ashford. Yeah. 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 Um, same Sisters. name. Anne Hathaway?
0: Have you considered Anne Hathaway? <laughs> no, I'm like, here we go. Put Beanie in there. You might as well. Uh,
1: yeah. What about Beanie? What if she's older? Um, the only other one I have is for Ganella. Please. I don't have so, a Ganella, but go on. Well, that's fine. I mean, one that I feel like is sort of like, well, duh, it'd be like Margot Martindale. You know? Of course. Yes. But then, you know, who I really want it to be. <laughs> is Yu Yoo Jong Yoon. <laughs> oh, I
0: would love it.
1: <laughs> I mean we just need to give her more work after that beautiful oh, performance at the Oscars. Her you know? and Troy. Yes. Cast right? them both. Cast them both. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's my that's my dream cast.
0: Beautiful. Love it.
1: Wow. Well, that is uh, a jam-packed episode, and anything else we have to say, I think, is going to have to make its way to the after show. And we hope you join us there on Patreon. But in the meantime, I think you know what that sound is. Can you hear it? I hear it, it. You hear it. Yeah. Here they are, it, and it's the orchestra, and they're going dun da, dun, da, dun dun <laughs> dun da, dun da, dun 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 dun. <laughs> oh, you should put it in. You should put it I'm in. gonna, I'm gonna put it in. It's yes. happening right
0: now. It's called <laughs> Brenda's theme or something, you know?
1: Oh, yes, I, I hope. Um, Philip, Philip Bosco's theme, yeah. Oh, queen. Uh, yeah, well, it's an Oscar-nominated score. The least we could do is honor Yes. It. So, in the meantime, where can folks find more of you? <laughs>
0: they can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kachanov. How about you?
1: Well, you can find me on my other two podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance, or uh, uh, nope, that's this one, All Right Mary, uh, where we are currently <laughs> coming on our best supporting podcast, which you're listening to now, so you're in the right place, <laughs> but also you can find me on All Right Mary, uh, you could go, you could become a Patreon if you're not already, and you could hear me talk about First Wives Club again yes. uh, on our Matron episodes, or um, you could just hear us talk about season 14 or Drag Race Espana. Um, but more importantly, you can find me on Instagram at Drucker underscore, and you can
0: find more of both of us, uh, in a best supporting capacity at BSA pod on Instagram. And you can also send us an email at the Pod at gmail.com. And if your peepers are not completely peeled already,
1: peel them, because we are going to keep on chatting and checking in and talking about our best BSAs of the week. There's just so much that's about to happen, maybe. But the only way to find out is to become a a Patreon. Um, But uh, that's, well, that is what we got. And uh, that,
0: as they say, (laughs) is that. (laughs) That is.